Holiday season upon us, and I got some great, great guests in here with us. Um, who want to introduce yourself first? But we all do. I want y'all to tell the people, new guests, you feel me? Tell us what you do in life. Show me accomplishment, career goals. You know, just talk your talk real quick. Yeah. So uh, Robert Chisley, um, aka Uncle Rob. That's my new name. Mm -hmm. I had to get rid of my old one. Um, you said what I do? Yeah. Yeah. So I work for VCU. <laughs> I'm a fundraiser my trade um and then i guess career goals man i want to own my own nonprofit one day and um yeah i got some other real big ones but i don't want to talk about them because they're too big i want nobody to steal them but yeah that's where i'm at i respect it yeah my name uh well first and foremost you know it's a pleasure uh to be invited i appreciate the appreciate you inviting me out now mm -hmm. um so my name is Jamal Price, uh, otherwise known as JP. That's typically what I go by these days. Um, career goals. Uh, so I'm currently, well, currently what I do, I'm a healthcare professional, uh, healthcare administration. Um, and career goals, I'm trying to advance in that, um, tie into that IT, bridge the two, and uh, continue down that path. Uh, like Rob kind of mentioned, I have a couple other goals in mind that I don't want to speak on too soon um, but trust me I definitely have those in my uh, vision um, to make those things happen uh, so yeah that's just a little brief intro uh, I think that's it for now you know what I'm saying we about to get into a good segment so uh, I ain't gonna ain't gonna bite off too much early okay um, now the first thing I want to talk about uh, is Drake 21's new album I know I've listened. I know I've listened. Uh, Jamal, are you a Drake guy first and foremost? Did you did you listen to the album? I did listen to the album. Um, I would describe myself as a Drake fan. I think he don't crucify me. I think he just might be the greatest artist of my generation. Um, that's that's a fair assessment, yeah. But we we can we can dive into the album. I what do you guys? What do you, what do y'all feel? Um, I'll start. Uh, listen to the album. It gets better by the listen. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the best. I didn't expect to be one of the best albums of the year, but it for sure is quickly. Um, my favorite song is either 3 a.m. in Glenwood, the 21, getting the, the time and date location. That that song from Drake, that's a blessing to get from Drake. Respect that. And then uh, other one, mm, Privileged Rappers. Yeah, Privileged Rappers. I wish Cole was on there. I know they only had one feature, Travis Scott, but like, could I got cold on that? Mm -mm. So, I think probably one of the best albums of the year. Um, but yeah, I like that one a lot. So, um, for you those who don't know, I'm a Drake stand. Um, so, for me, I, I rock with the album. First four tracks, I wasn't so initially mm -hmm. because I love R&B Drake. Not, I'm a thug Drake. Um, and so, when you get to for me, man, the album didn't start to spin about you. But best song, I think, 
for me, probably between mm, Spin About You and um, Hours in Silence. Mm. It got to be between those two. I just like the the groovy R&B Drake. And honorable mention would be um, Middle of the Ocean. Yeah. I just think I rock with it, rock what he was doing, but he also was talking over our heads like, bro, I can't afford none of that. What the heck is the Boba Los and the, the, Baba, the Baba. yeah, all that, like, dog, what? So yeah, that that's where it's at for me. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'll be honest, I have not. This is not an album I downloaded every song. Um, mm. I haven't gave it multiple, multiple listens. Okay, probably about two all the way through and I'm also a type I listen to music I don't necessarily listen to the lyrics first I feel the vibe of every song so I would say I haven't explored this lyrically in its entirety mm-hmm. um, but favorite track hands down and now touched on this I've actually DM'd him when he posted it 3am on Glenwood mm-hmm. is a Drake beat that 21 slid on yeah, just, yeah. absolutely Positively, hundred percent. That's 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 my go-to. If I open up that album, that's what I go to. And I also want to um, touch on the fact, real quick, little caveat. Uh, the young lady who's on the cover of this, yeah. I have uh, since followed her on Twitter. <laughs> it's just very interesting to me how they put a random woman on the cover. Um, but shout out to her, you know. Yeah, kudos see, to her. I found her Twitter uh, the day the album dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the Instagram, but I don't think she's random. She's like, she has a lot of Twitter followers, right? No, not random in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. she definitely has a following. Um, but I think little Yachty, I think Yachty, mm-hmm. um, just seen one of her old modeling shoots and mm-hmm. decided, yo, this is dope. Let's make this the cover of highly anticipated Drake album. So yeah. Yachty had a lot of influence, apparently. He's with Drake mm-hmm. on a lot of this stuff. So. That's impressive. Um, I will say though, what you said, you kind of listen to the vibe first. I kind of did that too, this album. But then once I listen to the lyrics, the stuff they're saying is kind of wild. Yeah, Ooh, I'll see. I'll so see. Does, I want to say, does anybody? Because I seen Twitter. I seen the Twitter remarks. But does anybody want to touch well, on any of the shots he threw? I'm not even. I'm not even talking about the shots. The there's a Meg reference in there. There's a uh, Serena Williams reference the shots, in there. Right. Yeah. Meg reference. Yeah. yeah. I know what you meant, but yeah. Yeah. no, 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 no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, Serena got a shot in there. Um, I think drum got a shot in there, uh, but I'm, th- I'm talking about like the bars, like kind of like towards women just in general. Really? In no, a little misogynistic, yeah, for sure. The little toxic bars they yeah. bring up. Um, I think Twenty One says something about like getting an IG model to run his errands. Like, yeah, that's, these are like flexes that I can't use that they're getting off. Um, so it's very funny once you actually listen to it. Past the amazing production, I'm assuming Forty and a bunch of other producers on this. So. Um, yeah, but I, I caught the lyrics after the beats, and it made the album that much better for me. I got you. I feel that for sure. And that's typically how it is with an album. Um, so, yeah. I'm the PG-13 brother on here, and so people that listen to this don't laugh at me, but uh, to Nile's point about the lyrics and some of the things they're saying, I have the edited version. No. I was going to say, radio version <laughs> raw. Radio <laughs> version raw. You heard I have it here the edited first. version downloaded. <laughs> And like P and Millions, mm. the hook on that, <laughs> I'm trying to get a sex symbol to come and eat my, like, whoa. Yeah. 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 And then Travis Scott took it to P and Billions. 
Mr. Morale. That's another one of Rob's nicknames, if y'all didn't know. Mr. Morale in the flesh on the mic. Yeah, but no. Um, probably, yeah, like I said, probably, I ain't like top five probably rap albums that came out this year. Quickly. Very quickly. Um, I expect a little baby to be in there. Don't think he is, sadly. That's my guy. Um, Gunner's still holding strong from January. Still think he's top five rap album. But um, Drake 21 did that thing. Did y'all, did y'all see that Drake said the last three were like a trilogy? And mm. nah, yeah. so like CLB, um, honestly, never mind. Her loss, a trilogy. Ah, that makes sense. It, no. to tie Thinking together. of the titles, yeah, supposed to tie together. It makes sense with like Jimmy Cooks being the end of honestly. Never that mind. did make sense. Yeah. I did catch that. Um, I mean, I guess 21's on CLB too with um, what's his song? What's the song name? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, uh. The, the Halloween, the, the video, yeah, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Knife Talk, Knife Talk. Yes, Knife yeah. Talk. So it makes sense. 21's on all of them. But um, CLB is also a very good album. Yeah. I prefer CLB to this one. Yeah. I will say that. I prefer yeah. CLB. Um, of course, this was a, a joint album. Um, so yeah. it features those two. But yeah, Drake also said this was in his top five catalog with T's Driven. This album? Yes. Oh, yeah, he on his head. But uh, CLB in top five, duh. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at it. Um, take care of views. This is not ordering. Uh, okay. Nothing was the same. Take care of views. I'm a big fan of. Um, if you read this, it's too late. I could. That see. was underrated. That was yeah. a very. Nah, underrated I think that's people put that up there. The only is the ghostwriting part or the Quentin Miller. It's kind of what the asterisk beside that. Hey. Speaking yeah. of asterisks, a lot of those songs don't have stars on Apple. I don't know what that really what really backs that up. I don't know if it has to hit a certain I think it's stream. Yeah, I think it's stream. But if you go back and look at that album, as I did this a couple weeks ago, hardly any, maybe one song on that album has a star, which is mind blowing. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's one of that's up there. Yeah, it's up there. It's one of yeah. I agree. One it's of definitely ones. up there. Um, okay, I want to transition to something. Uh, we are all VCU alums here. Um, I'm about to get my master's actually. Congrats. Congrats! Shout out! Thank you. Watch Clap it up! up. Yes, we hear horns at when we need them. No, really yes, like. sir. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, get to walk the stage next week on the ninth. Very Times excited. two. Yeah. No. How's it feel, man? Um, feels great. I'm excited to walk the stage finally. Cause I told Rob this last week. They had us in like Carey Street Field for my undergrad graduation. So this is the real deal. Yeah, like this is much deserved. Yeah, and it's no tickets, so I'm really trying to like have a little section in the graduation. Oh, okay. oh yeah, it's about uh, to go up. Yeah, you deserve no, that, man. Um, but I realized probably post COVID that um, VCU like there's like a divide. Like there's old VCU, not even like you know like 90s VCU, just like 2010s and up VCU. Then there's like after COVID VCU. And um, as people who were at VCU before me, um, what do y'all think is what made y'all generation? Of VCU better than ours. So, I guess I'll start. I'm the middle ground between the both of you, um, which I was in school with now, of course. But Rob, I don't think we were in school quite at the same time. Um, I'd like to preface this by saying I am one of those alums who is like, I try to stay hands off of VCU as much as possible. But some kind of way over the years that I've graduated, something has kind of brought me back in one aspect or another. Um, but I mean, I still got love for the school. 2015. Woo! What a time. What a time. I think the biggest thing for me, because I mean, of course, I don't feel like we're talking about this academically. Mm-mm. I don't really feel like the academics piece is going to change too much. But socially, when I tell you, 
we had leg mileage, right? A lot of us didn't drive, but it was no such thing as one party in a given night. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing. It five was the minimum. Five minimum. was the minimum. Friday, Saturday, five was the minimum. Now, my entire freshman year, this is gonna sound really bad. Um, my entire freshman year, and mind you, I lived in cabinets, so I was riding the oh, campus God. connector. Like um, open now. Yes, uh, to get to, and then had to ride the ramp safe back. So I was dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. I between Friday and Saturday nights, my entire freshman year, both semesters, there were only two nights that I didn't go out. Wow. So weekdays included? Like, no, no, no. Just between weekend. Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. just between Friday and Saturday. You, um, remember, you remember the weekend you were in the house? Oh, uh, that I don't. Just because everything was a blur. Yeah. But all that to say, seven, eight parties was the norm. Mm. There were a couple locations you could always count on a party being at, but seven to eight locations was the norm. And when I tell you party hopping was legit, party hopping was legit. This party will get shut down. Boom, got to walk over here. This party gets shut down. Boom, we got to walk. And I'm not talking a couple blocks. I'm talking different sections of the campus, the city, because it's entrenched within the city. Mm -hmm. So the party scene back then was wild, thinking back on it. And then especially experiencing it like towards me about to graduate, junior, Mm -hmm. senior year, you may have one party that's supposed to get up that night or one premiere event. All black, of course, always got up. But yeah, like the the party scene was crazy. Now the what I hear from a lot of older heads that I talked to for VCU, mm-hmm. like the comments was it was cool, but they won't OD lit jumping. Like I hear a lot of old heads like, yeah, you didn't even really need to go to parties because everything in the comments was already up. We was already, you know. So that's one part I would say I didn't quite catch. But if I had to pick a time period to come into VCU. And I exited right before COVID. Mm-hmm. So 2015 to 2019, locked in. I think it was a it was a it was a beautiful time to come in. Met a lot of great people. Um, they're doing a lot of great things in life now. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't trade my experience or my time period. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rob? Mm-hmm. Old head? Yeah, I don't know what an old head is, but uh, cause I ain't old. Um, yeah, I think so. Socially, it was a little different, right? So mm-hmm. I think we did a lot of, I got to VC, I transferred from state in 2010. Um, wow. And so when I first got here, Welcome Week for us looked different than it did for y'all. So we had concerts mm-hmm. at the beginning of Welcome Week. So like when I first got here, Asher Roth, I don't know if y'all remember him, but y'all might've been in, now nah, you might've been might in, have. you might've been in <laughs> elementary school. Right. Uh, right. But, Asher Roth and some other artists, they were, that was an opening concert for Welcome Week. Mm. So like the, the block party, it was like, boom, the concert, you did a block party. Of course, block party, you know, the party in Monroe Park, whatever. I forgot what it's called, but y'all didn't have that? Monroe was shut down when I got this. Oh, we had, y'all had that. My though, 2015, right? that was actually, I would say that was my first introduction to Greek life. Okay. I knew nothing about Greek life before that moment. Yeah. Coming into college. I think the block party was in the um the, the comments. comments. The com- yeah. So for us it was in Monroe. Mm-hmm. And so that's right. I mean <sighs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was turned up. Um so it was that, but we had a lot of clubs. We did a lot of clubs when I first got here. Um so I, and we did house parties too, like y'all, Jamal, and like he said we just had a bunch of different house parties to go to. Mm-hmm. And like you said, foot mileage. I can remember um, 
being so i stayed in broad and belvedere right which is right on broad mm -hmm. and we would walk to parties like down in monument mm -hmm. and like bruh mm -hmm. you talking about a height Mm -hmm. Yeah, I But it didn't feel like it. Yeah, it didn't. You turn, you know, you with your homies, y'all talking, and you're with a gang of people. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other things that might have been a little bit different from a a, a a school standpoint, VCU put more money behind black things, right? So mm -hmm. we, we had Fall Block and Seagull Center. Mm -hmm. And our Fall Block, we had... So y'all might not know this, but like Twitter, like kind of had a low period, like probably in, I would say 2015 and maybe 2017, it was a little down, but before that, hmm. but it was before that though, like when I 20, so we did fall block in two, no, not we, I was an alpha spring 2012. They had fall block and Siegel. Mm -hmm. And we had it where there was a screen, like the screen, but people were live tweeting. Oh, so let's say like the Deltas or the Capitals, somebody killed it, right? Or the Alphas killed it, right? You would see the tweets live, like, yo, the Alphas just like, this was crazy. Like That's they tough. just shut it down or, yo, they was trash, but you can see the live tweet. That's mm. tough. And so at that time. Was there a hashtag? Was there a yeah, hashtag hashtags associated. and everything. Yeah. And so. I want to say it was like FSL or APB. They put more money behind mm -hmm. Fall Block, behind the MPAC. We also had a commons party. Mm. That was cool. It was I. Um, they used to have functions and um, we used to have a thing called Fall Ball and Spring Ball when I first got there. Mm. But they kind of died down because it was just way too big and not everybody was going. Mm. Another thing I think was different for us and for y'all, we have homecoming in February. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, back to they, they are going back to it this year, but we had homecoming in February, and so homecoming used to be a bigger thing. Like, is there are there basketball games February? Yeah, that's yeah. when the season typically. Like conference. Yeah. Oh, okay. conference play. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and so that's when our homecoming was. But yeah, so I would say those are probably the biggest differences. I mean, or that's how it was. I don't know differences, but that's how it was for us. Yeah. Okay. And I guess I would ask you now, so. We've always had this like thing where we feel like we had our black community and everybody kind of knew each other inside mm -hmm. of all the VCU. Is that the same for y'all? Yeah, I feel, I feel like I tell people all the time that like, cause like VCU is a PWI obviously. And I just like, I'm like, I feel like once you get within the black community of VCU, you're good. Like you're the, like, you can go to class and the lecture hall will be a bunch of white people. Don't get me wrong. But like once you leave class, I have not interacted with that many white people. Like I went to a high school, it was predominantly white people. I was cool, a lot of white people. I probably have like five white friends from VCU. Yeah, and it's same. A PWI. So it's like I met with majority of black people in the state within that community. Um, I will say I agree with the. Um, I feel like we didn't have a lot of things y'all had like stuff y'all just mentioning. Have you have you ever been to a basement party? Basement where? <sighs> oh, you never been to anybody's basement? Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah. People would have houses with basements. It was definitely mm, like mm, these were downtown buildings. That we were walking to. Oh, I ain't never been in one of those. What is that? Well, I, that just must be a 20, like I said, 2015, 2016. What a time. Those yeah. basement parties, upper echelon. Downtown buildings with basements? What? It was like two or three. Yep. They had basements like, um, you know, like near First Street. I'm talking um, that type of area. Are these houses or? Like? These were 
typically like vacant buildings, but like businesses mm-hmm. um, or apartments. It's hard to describe. Most of the time, I feel like there were businesses that were just vacant and there was a, a big open basement. That's crazy. And when I tell you those got up, yeah. That was, that was, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I think I caught maybe like the tail end of y'all like run. Like, I came in 2017. So, like, 2017 up until COVID, I probably caught some of it. I didn't go out that much, actually, freshman, sophomore year, mm-hmm. surprisingly. But, like, junior year, I was outside. So, like, I okay. caught. Back I was, outside, boys. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, caught, <laughs> I caught a lot of it. Um, okay. But I just feel like there wasn't, there like, like you said, like, five parties tonight, I've never done that Mm-mm. once. Like, oh, what? Maybe, maybe two. And that was so normal for us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I've never. There so was people, never. Y'all just gonna be throwing parties. Like we used to be having know. parties in the. We used to have parties in apartments. Oh. Uh, shoot, carriage oh. house used to be going crazy <laughs> behind B and B. I don't know. People love. We go to James. I hate going the to the James. James. Oh, uh, we didn't go to the James. I hate going to the Eight James. Yeah. And what is the one right there by Siegel? Oh, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. If nothing else was going on. You knew something was going yeah, on at 1200. That's, that's kind of like my young. That's what y'all. Uh, for us, it was. Um, uh, dang, what's the joint by the gym? What's the area called? Carry Carrie Street. Not care, but like it's an area where people usually go. Like if they go and go buy a house. Yeah, if they're gonna buy a house, they usually are over there. Mm, I know you're talking about like uh-huh. past that bridge behind the gym. We had them over there too. I'm yeah, to talk about. Yeah. I can't think of the area right now. Though. I can't think of it either, but that's where like we used to always be trekking. Yeah, over there to do a function. Yeah, no, we were. I had a few nights where I wandered the streets of Richmond to go places, but like five, that's never even crossed my mind. Like I feel like usually, like you said, like one big event mm-hmm. and that gets shut down, then you just that's, that's it. That's it. Oh no, nah. yeah, we definitely had. It. All right, but the next function at yeah. Like, or, like pull out the phone, got a list, start asking them out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was it was real. Or like you said, Rob, I've actually thought about this all the time. Like, why don't we see you have more stuff in Seagull? Like, I can just like envision like a probate and Seagull. Like, could you imagine like people death marching out the tunnel yeah. to a crowd? Yeah, that would be hard. That'd be hard. So it's like. But they I, won't. I feel like you mostly see that at HBCU. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you mostly see that at HBCU. They're not going to do it at Seagull. And I think Seagull, just, uh, you got to pay for it. Mm. That they play basketball there. Yeah. And so it's one of those. For, I, do I think they should allow yeah. us to step there? Yes. Yeah. Will they? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to touch on um, homecoming concerts. Mm. Freshman year, very solid. Um, we had PND. And we had Ray Strummer back when Ray Strummer was they were they were those those mm-hmm. two those guys. Mm-hmm. Very solid freshman year, uh, sophomore year, hands down might be the greatest one of the greatest concerts I've been to. Travis. Oh yeah. Travis. The year before me. I we heard broke. About it. We we broke um, all trio. No more concerts after that. That Travis was bananas. I heard about it all freshman year. You heard about that? Did, did they tell you about the four hours we sat in there yeah. before you got it. there? No, it was worth it, though. It was <laughs> yeah. worth it. Bro, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> no, it was worth it. It was worth four it. Four hours? Like, bro, we were sitting in the joint for like... He had just dropped birds in the trap? Yeah. I mean, when he it. came out, it, it was, was worth definitely it. turned up. But like, bro... We was with our friends. We was cool. What else were we going to be doing on a Friday night yeah. outside of going to five different parties? Yeah. You know, we could take a break this one night. You know what I'm saying? No, that Travis was crazy. Oh, my. That yeah. within itself covered the span of three other. What was y'all homecoming counselors now? Um, 
Tory Lanez came for one. Great. When was this? Um, maybe my freshman year, maybe. Yeah, I think so. He came out and great performance, actually. Dove in the crowd, all that. Like, mm-hmm. It was amazing. I was like, like, this was like probably like Say It, Tory Lanez. So it's like, mm-hmm. I missed this. Like, memories don't die. That's Tory my Lanez. Okay. That's my God. I was like, I think you did. Oh, then we had uh, next year, had uh, I missed LMA. LMA. I missed yeah. LMA. Too. LMA and Sweetie. Um, Sweetie, wow. It was good. I mean, LMA was fire. Sweetie, you know, she had like the one icy. That's about uh-huh. it. Um, and then. The next year was canceled, but I'm pretty sure we would have Roddy Rich. Mm. So that'd have been great. Coming off that yeah. uh, that the award-winning box. album, yeah, coming off the box. Pissing out the coop at yeah. the lot, yeah. Total. That he uh-huh. has, you know, he's fighting them washed allegations hard right now. Who? Roddy Rich. He's fighting the washed allegations hard uh. right now. Oh, washed. Yeah, oh, washed yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fighting them hard. His last album, yeah, that's so a whole nother. For us. We had everybody right before they got big. big. Drake, yeah, Drake chance. Uh, so I, I wasn't here for Drake, um, but Drake did. He actually tours ACL at VCU. He has mm. a rap about that, but not that VCU. But he has a rap about touring his ACL. Mm. Had the Derrick Rose idea for I got the re up. That's the VCU. Yeah, that's the VCU. <laughs> okay. But I think Drake was oh nine, um, and I don't even know if that was I don't know if that was homecoming or not. But when I was in school, we had Cole. Wale. Oh, Wale. Yeah. Oh, y'all are hitting. Big Sean, mm-hmm. Kendrick. It's crazy because what? the concert we. Big Sean was a headliner. Kendrick was like the backup. Yeah. But I miss Kendrick. He only did like three songs. I only know. You do realize like these names you're mentioning. Are no, we had everybody. I only know this because I was MP, on APB. APB. Yeah. So like I would go into the office and see the post every day. And I'm just like, are we serious? Right. Yeah, Cole, Wale, Big Sean, K Dot. They're kind of running the rap game. Right yeah, now. everybody the before they hitters. got big. Um, and then Janae Ayuku, she came. Like, that was a really Big Sean? Did she come with Big Sean? Uh-huh. This was 2013. Uh-huh. They didn't. Nah, I'm Big Sean. Foreshadowing. Congrats yeah. to them. Um, Congrats. But one thing that is different from. Even outside of the university, if I think outside of the university limits, mm-hmm. the national. When we were in, oh, ASAP too, but I missed that. I was trying to become alpha. Uh, but Fur, Rocky? Uh, ASAP Fur. Mm. I mean, no, ASAP Rocky came. Tough. They said the concert was so crazy. Tough. I can imagine. Yeah. Lord Pretty Flock with Jordan. Yeah. And like, imagine like having ASAP Rocky and then the very first all black at the national. Very it's like that is it's legendary people talk about that joint all the time the national is that the national i didn't know the all black was that new the very first one yeah. and it was like um bruh everybody tells me yo that all black at the national was crazy <laughs> but like when we back when i was in school the national would be having heavy hitters like kendrick came to the national um asap came to the national Schoolboy Q came to the national. Mm-hmm. The whole Black KP came to the national. Um, Cole came to the national. Mm-hmm. But like now, we don't get that anymore. I don't know what happened, but those type of artists aren't coming. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever stepped foot in the national. The closest I got to the national is when we went to that R&B night. For real? That's the closest I've ever been to the national. Mm. Never been in the national. I feel like that's a thing, though, for VCU now. That like We don't utilize the venues or spaces around here. Not even just like VCU playing something, but like orgs and stuff like that planning stuff but one um, org thing this was just a national people. booking oh, artist man. but i'm just trying to figure out like i don't know what happened with that yeah 
Mm. Yeah. I will say, I think another thing outside of just like academics and like meeting people from like even like 15, 16 or like older people from VCU, like their energy and their vibe is just way different. Maybe I'm meeting them at like their older age and they just like they're themselves, mm. but like they're just like lit. Like you would go talk to them and they like have a full on conversation. Like this is back and forth. And it's not like that nowadays? No, I feel like it's just like. I mean, this might be like a generational thing because mm-hmm. you know, like people on Twitter, are like, oh, people don't dance no more. People just be standing around and yeah. clubs, stuff like that. And it's just like, I do though. <laughs> and when you say like, what? I guess you could give, put an age range to these people you're meeting. Um, I would just say like maybe like twenty four and like up type. Like mm-hmm. if I meet them, like we can have a full on conversation in the middle of the spot, mm-hmm. and like it's like intriguing. Where it's mm-hmm. like. If you reach like I'm 23, if you do like 23 and down, it's like I gotta force this conversation with mm-hmm. you. like we're having a conversation. Like this isn't gonna go the same, and it might be an age thing. Like you're older than me, it's a better conversation to me personally. But I just feel like younger VCU don't have them the vibe the same. It's very sad to see. I think it's also a technology thing, right? Like yeah, we are your generation maybe on their phones a whole lot more than we were. Yeah, I mean like coming in at 09. I don't even know if Instagram, Instagram might have just got created right mm-hmm. then. So that may be some of that. Makes sense. And I mean, now you're at an age, those age, ages you just described, a lot of people are young professionals. Yeah. So they're having to learn how to network. And yeah. of course that can translate to social interactions and, and different things to talk about. You gain different knowledge, which I um, know is one of the upcoming segments and things of that nature. Um, so that may also be a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can definitely speak to it better than I can because I know you have been with both crowds. Yeah, it's just like an aura. It's just like when I go with them, like if I go with y'all, like y'all like grooving around, having a great time. I go with like some people I know, it's just like they're going to have a good time, but it's like we they want to look cool. We just, yeah, want to be cool. want to like, look cool. There's no dance. That's a whole different discussion. The no dance. That is it. Man, I don't, that, I don't think that's generational. I think that's people. But something you pointed out earlier, and I think this may have something to do with a lot of that the pandemic. Mm, yeah, no. We didn't 100%. have a pandemic, mm-hmm. and like, 100%. nothing held us back. Y'all were in the crib for like two years. Like, y'all were isolated, so some of that knowing how to interact socially on that level, yeah. Lost bro, we time. didn't have that. I, I will say, I always tell people, because um, like COVID was bad over a lot of people, but like, I just felt like the buildup of my junior year, which was 2020, I was having a great time. Like, this is my first time going out. Like, I feel like what I'd be telling y'all right now about VCU would be completely different. If I just experienced all of 2020, oh, for I was, sure, I was just having a great year. I was about to become Greek, but have a great year, you know. So I feel like the pandemic, pandemic definitely had a big, big part of that because, like, even when we got back, it was like we was on campus, but then like you couldn't have guests for like the first mm-hmm. year we back on campus. Then it's like okay, you can do whatever again, but it's like, do I want to? Like, yeah, I'm really just here to get my good degree at this point. Like, I'm tired of VCU at this point. That was very unfortunate. I know like the 2017, 2018, it's like some people were getting the the, the latter end of their college career taken Mm -hmm. and they experienced the glory first, which has its, you know, its it's negative part to it. And then you had the people who started off with college and that's all they knew. That's what I'm saying. And then having to try and break out of that and, okay, now I actually, you know, want to be a college student again. And I I think on that point, it's like, it's like us, like, okay, let's have you come back. Like we're like seniors. And like I feel like also older VCU did a great job of like when we came in like they made sure to like tell us 
and like get us right in terms of like the black community like mm-hmm. this is what you gotta do this is people you talk to like mm-hmm. this is where you go but like us is like we're seniors and like all you know is zoom i can't Sheesh. i don't really like i can't help you yeah and like i'm also adapting to what's like what's open now in richmond and stuff mm-hmm. like, that. like stuff is shut down people have left like i can't tell you what to do in richmond no more because I haven't been here for two years. Dang. So when you came here, Asados was here. When yes. you came back, Asados was gone. gone. Stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Duh. Rest in peace, Asados. That was a staple. Was a staple. I mean, it's, it's right down the street. And that's that's not the same. That's yeah. a gentrified Asados. It's, it, it was still fire. It was a small, it was like the smallness of Asados. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's right on campus. And right on campus. Yeah. I mean, sans the racism I heard about some of the comments they made, but. No, I've experienced that some. aside, that and Jamal racism aside, Man, two things can be true. They can be racist, but it was also fire spot. We are in the heart of the Confederacy. I'd like to throw that out there. Um, Some of that still holds true. Even though this is a very progressive city, I would say, in my experiences, but that's a whole other conversation. Progressive school. I don't know about the city. But, nah, it's progressive. I feel like a lot of the, you know, the BCU spills out into the. I'm being facetious. It's progressive. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jamal, you mentioned earlier, but uh, I want to transition now. Like I said, we are alums, and I am about to uh, leave Richmond soon, go to Wisconsin for a job. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah, crazy. You know, I realized, like, I've realized I haven't, like, told a lot of people about my life, like, the last few months. Like, you just dropped a bomb. That's a yeah. world premiere. Yeah, I'm going to Wisconsin, high school sports reporter job. Wow, um, congratulations, thank man. Thank you. Madison, Wisconsin, to be exact. Um, covering, like, multiple... High school, county sports, stuff like that. Okay. Um, Speaking of covering, you had to cover your body. It's cold up there. Man. <laughs> Speaking of Wisconsin, you might have the name to pie somewhere in Wisconsin. Shout out to T-Pain. Yeah, no. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, no. Facts. Um, That's exciting, though, man. Yeah, I feel like I've been like, I haven't like, people don't know I graduated. I have my mask. Like, people don't just don't know what I'm doing, which I like, but it's another story for another day. Um, so I want to know now. Yeah. yeah. Nah. So you move, when, when, when is the, um, I'll probably leave my job starts January 3rd. So I'll probably leave like a little bit after Christmas. Wow. Feel me see the fam. Couple weeks. Yeah. Couple weeks. Woo. It's going to be a wild December. Wild December. Get my life together. Um, but I do want to ask y'all, how was the jump from like college? I was telling my friend this the other day. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've mastered like the college realm. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to Wisconsin, I'll probably like find some like college folk to like just get used to the community but then after that i'll branch out so i feel like i mastered the college realm but like how would y'all ex- explain the jump from college to the real world you want to go first or you want me to so kind of what we just talked about that whole covid period mm-hmm. how that affected college kids that was the intro to my professional career mm-hmm. um so my job wasn't necessarily work from home but when I got there, COVID hit. So mm-hmm. it's kind of spoiled in a sense of being able to work from home in a non-work from home job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, a lot of things change once you get out of college. You're no longer forced to do this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Outside of maybe go to work, everything else is completely up to you. Free will. Complete free will. Like it's training wheels in college. They say, oh, you're your own person now. You're, you're an adult. You got all this freedom. You don't. Because yeah. you, you're still in a... You're still kind of bound to something. Mm-hmm. Bound to regulation. Once you become a freestanding adult, outside of... If you work at 8 to 5, if you work remote, remote has given a lot of people freedom. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, you're not really bound to anything. Uh, so I think that was probably the biggest... I'm not going to say biggest adjustment. 
but the biggest thing that I had to be cognizant of, um, and my, I would say my biggest, I have a regret okay. in the, the beginning portion of my professional career. I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish coming out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a job and well, I still do have a job uh, working with physical therapy, had a job working in health administration because I was trying to make my mind up between the two. Accomplished that, but my regret is I stayed complacent. Now, some people may sit here and say, okay, you know, you had a pandemic, this, that, and third. Yes, we had a pandemic, but the pandemic also brought forth a lot of opportunities that were not there before the pandemic mm-hmm. and that a lot of people didn't experience. And I don't fully, fully feel like I took advantage of those. So that will be one regret that I have, but it's also kind of like a a fueling point for me um, to kind of look towards the vision of my life and tell myself I never want to become complacent in that point again. I was supposed to take a gap year. It's been three. Mm-hmm. So that complacency is kind of like fuel to fire in me and... Yeah, that's that's kind of what's was pushing me and driving me towards my goals now. So that I, that's been the biggest thing for me jumping in the real world. Um, a lot of uh, my pops always used to tell me growing up, you're going to go through phases in life. You're going to lose people. Mm-hmm. You don't believe it. You think your college friends will be around forever. Um, and I was fortunate to have quite a bit of my college uh, peers, friends stick around in Richmond for for quite some time. A lot mm-hmm. of them have since left and went on to do different things. Uh, which is great for them but you start to see it uh, my back home friends my college friends you don't see them now you're about to move to wisconsin i had friends move up to detroit mm. i had friends move down south friends move up back to nova maryland which isn't too far but still they're not right here in the nest mm-hmm. so having to navigate that and then it's like if you're in a fortunate situation in your job if you work in person um, a lot of people who work from home which also ties back into the um, social skills mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people are going to start losing social skills they start working from home um, but just to tie back into that if you, you're you fortunate if you have a good group of co-workers that you're genuinely cool with mm-hmm. which I've been blessed truly truly blessed to have that experience so it's not uncommon whatsoever for you to be best friends with a 57 year old or 42 <laughs> year old you know what I'm saying and it, it is just normal at that point and I know most of my friends are the, one, the youngest professional in their career, but you're having to, the, 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 the age gap and what you have to relate to is completely different. Mm. So that's also another, it's good and bad, um, but well, I won't say it's bad, but it's just something that you have to adjust to. So those would be some of the biggest keys I would, I've, I've taken from this jump into the real world. Oh, and one more thing. I'm sorry, one more thing. Because I had a meal plan most of my college. Mm. You have to figure out every meal, mm-hmm. which is a blessing and a curse. You have to figure out three meals a day. Unless you're one of those people who drink coffee, you know, and, you know, try to be all cute in the morning. You, you know, have to you have figure, to figure out, out three meals a day. What life is you living? <laughs> what you mean? I'm sure people will I to be three meals a day. No, you was planning it out like that? I'm like now, like every meal that I eat, I have to account for. I had a uh, meal plan. I can go to, you know, uh, Schaefer yeah. or this, that, and the third, or I had a swipe, you know what I'm saying? I, I realized that one already. Hmm. Man. <sighs> meal prepping, okay. Well, I'm This meal going to stretch this, that, and the th- Yeah, no, this is, whoo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, those, those, are the, those are my takeaways. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quiet now. Yeah. But, uh, 
So I think for me, it's totally different. Okay. Right. Uh, but before I go, I do want to touch on something Jamal said. I, you said you were complacent, and I think I would challenge that, right? I think it probably feels like complacency. Mm. But um, from where I'm at in my life now, I would say that sometimes that's part of the process, right? Like mm. you figure things out doing, you were learning and living life, right? And learning through living life. And that's going to lead to you to wherever you're going, what your next step is, your career goals. But if you don't go through that process of complacency, because you could have rushed something mm, and true. got something that you weren't ready for, you're here too soon and it's not where you're supposed to be. Mm. Um, that's just a way to frame it. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but another way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but for me, man, it was challenging, right? So part of me, I'm so steeped in the college culture and I'm trying to get away from college, mm. but I still live in Richmond. So kind of getting away from college didn't happen. Mm. I was still around VCU a lot after I graduated. Still around hanging with my young, and not like around like I'm on campus, like, yo, are you the old man that just graduated? <laughs> but more so, I'm still in these same circles still here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one way. And then the other way, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had a degree and I had a tr so many different jobs mm. after undergrad. And was just kind of lost in terms of like, what am I doing? What is this degree going to open the door for me? Because for me, college wasn't something I I went, but I wasn't I didn't go intentionally. Mm. And so with the degree, it was like, okay, what do I do? I'm trying to figure life out. And so that was probably one of the biggest adjustments and challenges for me. But again, to the point I just made to Jamal, now at 31, mm -hmm. I'm in my career looking back that whole time where I was lost and confused and shit, everything like stressed, depressed. It was a reason, right? I don't get to come to this position I'm in without going through a lot of that. But that was the biggest like adjustment for me. And then to Jamal kind of alluded to this and you'll probably deal with this a little bit now. So I would say I graduated at 23. So from probably 23 to 27, I had the same homies. Mm. 20, 23 to 26, mm -hmm. 25, I moved to Austin, Texas for a year. Then all I knew was my family. Right. So now I got to go out and try to meet people. Mm. That's the challenge, right? When you had a new space and if you don't get cool coworkers, it's hard. And so I moved, then came back to Richmond, uh, was in grad school at VCU. I had good grad school friends, but after that I graduated. Mm -hmm got a job in North Carolina and didn't know anybody challenging and so that is probably one of the biggest challenges I'm seeing now is like dog I don't have no I got like fraternity brothers but mm -hmm. I don't have no and my friends don't live near me so mm -hmm. that's one of my biggest when I think about that transition from college to real world that not having friends join that away on you mm -hmm. and it's, it's good to be in those circles and of course bills Mm. Right, trying to learn how to budget and adulting and paying rent and all that jazz. Like that's a, that's a different adjustment, right? Um, shout out to our parents, like um, for just having them to fall back on and learn from. But you know, I feel for the people that don't have that. That is a huge blessing. Yeah, that security blanket. Yeah, parents who are still willing to support you mm -hmm. is crucial. Yeah, no, crucial. Um, I felt a lot of y'all saying. I want to hit every point. The complacency part, I feel like I've recently 
got to that point because like I've been working remote like through grad school mm-hmm. and I finished grad school in the summer so like for the past like few months like I was I was looking at it as like okay this is gonna be my time to like relax before I like get a job the plan was always to get a job by the beginning of 2023 which I did thankfully you feel me but it's like these like from like July to now I feel like I've been doing nothing I'm just like bro like what am I doing like I'm applying for jobs stuff. Like, I'm actively doing something but even like Rob said like even like we like in our head it's like I'm not doing anything like I open my computer, do like two hours of like work, put my computer down. It's like, what am I doing? Like, this is not work. So I'm excited. Like people are like, are you excited to go to Wisconsin? Which sounds crazy. As like a black man going to Wisconsin, it's like, yeah. yes, I'm excited to have my own apartment, my mm-hmm. own stuff to do, my mm-hmm. the new experience that I'm going to experience, the meeting new friends, which is yeah. going to be very interesting, very interesting, because I have no clue what Wisconsin is like. Um, I. I've been, well, we know it's not a lot of us up there, yeah. really. So, gotta, I'm literally going to be looking. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to mm-hmm. look for hairlines. <laughs> Man, what? That's wise. That's wise. Yeah, yeah. Hairlines. I need to know who your barber, barber is, mm, please. Brother. Definitely. Definitely. Um, You're going to yeah. be up there with the Packers, man. Actually, Green Bay is like, I'm in Madison. It's like bottom of Wisconsin. So oh. like, Green Bay is like probably two hours like north. Okay. And then Milwaukee is like to the east. Um, but yeah, the complacency part I agree on. Um, the friends part I agree on. And then also on like the budgeting part. I think these last few months also have like I've been telling people like this is probably the first time, which is crazy, but like I feel like the the broke college student now. Like I feel I feel the bills, I feel mm-hmm. the student loans, I feel everything just like hitting my account mm-hmm. at once. It's like this is crazy. Like this is what happens as soon as you're done college. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I need all that back. So it's like I felt all that what y'all saying and um but I'm excited to go on this journey and like Rob said, like spend like however long I'm in Wisconsin, spend that, experience that, and then go back somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um and also the friends part of like people just moving places, it's very interesting. Like it's fun to say like, Oh yeah, I have a friend in Arizona until you realize like, dang, like that was my dog. That was my close friend. Who I was yeah. with like every other day mm-hmm. for four years, five years. Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, like, who am I gonna just kick it with? Like I'm bored. Like who just wanna? I go down right. the street yeah. real quick. We can kick it real quick. Can like even a home. friend that all of us have, Murph. Yeah, Murph just moved an hour hour away. We're new news down the street. Relatively, yeah. but still, it's not like I can. Yeah, you can just pull up. Yeah, he yeah. lived with him, and it's not like I could. You know, ten minutes in Manchester, and me and Murph kicking it. Yeah. yeah. So. And to just put that into the and then states, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, nah, it's that's crazy. real. Yeah, it is crazy. And it's always like the like, don't love love the friends who are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come visit. Like, cool, you're saying that, but like, I'm gonna get like four months into Wisconsin, you're not gonna visit. No problem. I don't expect you to come to Wisconsin, but like, let's at least like book a trip. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because like, like, it's not gonna go as we're saying. Oh yeah, I'm gonna come visit. Ah. Life happens and that's not gonna really happen. You know? Yeah. We're some of the most pivotal years of our lives. So a lot of people have that tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Not saying they don't interact with their friends, but they're so focused and driven on the goals that they're trying to reach now mm-hmm. to set up for later later in life that that's an added obstacle to being able to hang out with your friends the way you used to back in the day. We ain't have nothing else yeah. to do. So um Robert do ask you a question. Why do you feel like your friend group changed after that age group. You said twenty three to twenty six. I'm curious why you think your friend group. Yeah, changed. so I, not that it changed. We like y'all just trying to answer it. Everybody moved. Yeah, yeah. People just moved. We got life happened. Kids, like I got a girlfriend. I'm about to get engaged, and so 
with the you know with those things happening everything just begins to look different like homies can't yo i can't i ain't stepping out tonight i gotta be with the old lady you know what i mean so like that's really what it was and just moving it and i still have them as friends but again like like you talked about i can't i'm in texas yeah i can't just be hopping on planes to drive to dc you know to fly to dc every other weekend but yeah i think that's very interesting also like i also do envision like 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 said marriage and stuff i do want to attend a lot of weddings you feel me but Mm -hmm. like i do always think about that like when i like with my friends it's like I just envisioned it somewhere in like five years, like on a trip, group trip, something like that. And just like looking back, like, dang, we was really like struggling to get where we are. Like we're, we're set now. We're cool. What it's like, we had no clue what we was going to do five years ago. Like we had a plan, I was like, eh. but like we really had no clue what we're doing. Yeah. And that was like that, that right there was one of my biggest challenges. Like it seemed like all my homies knew what they was doing. Mm. I was out here and barely surviving, and I'm on the gram and everybody up like, yo, 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 on the yachts, boat. What the, what, what's, what am I doing wrong in life? So that was a lot of my challenge. Um, the comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, you're no, always for here. sure. You're yeah, always here, but it's so much harder to practice that, especially in a social media-driven world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people only post their wins. Yeah, you don't see the losses. So the only thing you see is success, success, success. And then you're looking at yourself because you know your losses. You know you know the tribulations yeah. that you're going through. Yes. And you're like, okay, what am I not doing wrong? But again, what you're also not seeing is everything they did wrong. Yeah, And the days sure. that they're looking on the gram like, yo. So it, it's, it's, it's a, social media is also a blessing and a curse. I know I've used that term so much today, but. But to now's point, you'll get to a point where you can look back and be like, yeah. damn, we was. I ain't, I ain't know what the hell was going on in Wisconsin. No, that's what I was thinking. About. I was like, it's gonna be funny in like five years when like I'm telling people like where I'm at now. It's like, yeah, I was in Madison, Wisconsin for like a year or two. It's like that just would sound so far fetched. Hopefully, for where I'm at at that mm-hmm. point, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, I, I kind of have this mindset. Like I, I feel like technically I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, mid twenties, I'm an adult, mm-hmm. but I haven't. I'm not grown yet. I feel like grown has a different connotation. That you, it's a lot of things that come with it, but that's the point I'm trying to mature to and, and work to. I don't want to ever get grown, but I hear what you're saying, right? Because yeah. like I remember when I was probably 15, mm-hmm. and the people I saw that was 30, I don't feel like how I thought they mm-hmm. were. No, not, not at 30. all. Not yeah. at all. But one thing I know that's different, I think, when I think of grown and what we may have envisioned as grown. I think a lot of them had different responsibilities and mm-hmm. what we saw was grown with some of these people like, bruh, I survival. cannot handle Yeah, survival. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm grateful that I don't have to get grown yeah. because I don't have to like, you don't see me doing all that stuff to survive. Yeah. Like we're able to thrive. Shout out to, you know, the ones that did have to uh, survive yeah. and did way. that for us and paved the way for us to be able to thrive. But like, I don't know if I ever want to get grown. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's wild to see like certain things when you're growing up, like certain things your parents did or just family members did, and just like that wasn't like that wasn't you like living life. That mm-hmm. was you like trying to make it to the next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to like like a lot of times now I look back like I don't know how Mom Dukes made dinner every night. Like I don't know how Facts. like how you did that Facts. or just simply had the energy. To yeah, make dinner. right. After working and coming home to a kid, 
Yeah. That's one thing I would never understand. You said A. Imagine. A, yeah. Like my mama came out with a foe. Oh. How in the world was you? Yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah, now shout out to the parents, as we said earlier, for sure. Um, now, I want to switch to two segments that we have on Air Manair Podcast. Um, the first one is Song of the Day. I personally feel like every day, me at least, people wake up and just like have a song stuck in their head. Like you just walk through the house getting dressed. It's a song stuck in your head. You know what I'm saying? Um, and my song of the day um, was Written in the Stars by Joey Badass on his new album, 2000. Great album. Um, follow up to 1999 that dropped like 10 years ago. But um, 2000, great album. One of the best like mm-hmm. rap, rap mm-hmm. albums. Lyricist. All right. Um, as I was saying, Joy Badass, Written the Stars, my song of the day. Um, what is y'all's song of the day or song? Do you feel me? How do you feel? Um, how y'all, what are y'all's song of the day? So I won't necessarily say day. Um, I will say I try to start off every week with, uh, I'm also also wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed. That's just me, though. That's That, that gets me starting in my week. Mm-hmm. But Wait, a couple. What? What's the song? Wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed. How'd that go? Girl come? Melvin. I'm, Wake up everybody No more sleeping I, I know, I, I, You know what I'm talking about now? <laughs> I think I've heard that I, I feel like I've heard that But I didn't know I thought that this was a popular song Oh wow okay. It probably is But I mean I don't know that's the name black, of it That's a black classic? Yeah it's a yeah. black classic for oh, sure okay. Testament to my old headness You know what Just I'm saying? Just how you wake up every morning? No Monday morning to get the week started, you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> I, I wish say, I could see my face right now. The songs I've had on repeat, don't judge me, please, Mr. Morrow. Uh, okay. The songs I've had on repeat lately, I am definitely R&B driven. I tell a lot of people. Um, I'm probably 66%. That's a strong 66%. Two-thirds mm-hmm. R&B, okay. um, 25% rap. Um, a lot of women R&B have been piquing my interest lately. Um Genevieve, I hope that's how you pronounce her name. Love Quotes is a song that I have been burning out lately. Um, Cherry Wine by Debbie is another great song that I have been really rocking with lately. I've been on a Division kick. Um, Division, Amusing Her Feelings, I think is one of my favorite, not favorite, favorite R&B albums, the more I listen to it. Um, And For Us has Mm. been the one that has been going crazy lately. Um, so yeah, those are those are a few of the R and B Jones that I've been hitting lately. Um Shanee Harnett has been another artist that I've been kicking with a lot lately. Uh and then I've recently gotten into Alex Vaughn. So those are some of my current favorites. Um and a couple of the songs that I've been really they've been blessing my days lately. Dang, I'm gonna have to go back and listen because yeah. I've never heard any of those names. I've, I know a few Alex Vaughn, um, but Vivi or whatever you just said, mm-hmm. yeah, you might be putting me on some R and B, and I'm R and B guy myself, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great song. That's a great song, and I've been trying to dive into the albums, so that's a lot of good stuff there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it there now because I can I can go on a whole R and B segment. I do little playlists that I've been trying to do, 24 songs. Um, Ode to Kobe, shout out to Kobe. Uh, so I try to put a lot of the new finds that I have on those little playlists. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm an R&B guy too. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely 80, 80 R&B, 20% rap. 80, wow. Yeah. But the thing about it, I don't, I listen to a lot of 
stuff over and over again because I don't be knowing where to find new artists. Um, and it's just, I think because I got ADHD, I'd be overwhelmed mm. because it's so much music. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to answer the question though, mm-hmm. like uh, Drake's song, uh, CLB's probably been on repeat um, for sure. I would say, uh, uh, dang, Pipe Down. Mm. Pipe Down is one of my favorite songs. Um, and then, like, I wouldn't be an R&B guy if I won't, like, missing somebody or these songs were tied to a woman. I ain't gonna say no names. But, um, uh, Xavier Omar has a song called, and this person probably will never hear this. So, it's okay. Yeah. Why are you? <laughs> y'all should see the way Jamal looking at me. <laughs> suspenseful. This is suspenseful. But oh, Xavier Omar has a song called Feelings for You. Mm-hmm. It's a really great song. Um, yeah, and so I've been bopping that lately. Um, yeah, I would say between Drizzy, Xavier Omar, Feelings for You. Is there anything else that I'd be. Nip, dedication, mm-hmm. and then just to keep me hype, keep me going. Um, Shmino mm-hmm. and uh, heard that concert was really good. And um, yeah. what's mm-hmm. the other young man name that's that like him? Here, yeah. Uh, Jid. I've been listening mm-hmm. to the oh, albums yeah. a lot okay. lately. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Um, and of course, you know, Beyonce a little bit here and there. But okay. yeah. You won't break your soul? Okay. Yeah. No, 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 not that. <laughs> More so plastic off the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's smooth. That is smooth. I'm not a hair I will say that um, one of the biggest things for me, like I know I said earlier, I feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. A lot of these R&B songs, I'm starting to actually go back and listen to the words. Mm-hmm. It's like I find myself relating to some of the stuff. Um, I mean, I'll just put it on the table. We're very, and I'm not saying I'm a toxic person. Mm-hmm. I've been, there have been situations where, you know, Different things have happened there and there, but this is a very toxic society. Yes, um, sure. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but this is a very toxic society, and a lot of that is intertwined in these mellifluous melodies that we're listening what to. The he- what the heck? What? <laughs> mellifluous. You pulled the Stephen A. word. Yeah, out. like what does that? What's that mean? Something that sounds beautiful, like uh, harmonious. Okay. Like, yeah, like sweet sounding. Ah, uh, okay. So it's tied into a lot of these mellifluous melodies. Um, but the words and you start to listen to these lyrics is like, yo, this is actually very Woo, yes, yes. Um, so I actually like listening to these words and then I'm also to kind of tie back into um the real world. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of those sitcoms were dramatized, dating, a lot of situations you go through, I feel like in mid twenties sometimes, they can kind of tie back to those shows, mm-hmm. whether they're dramatized or not. Yeah, I don't think like if you I, like if I'm thinking insecure, there's yeah. nothing dramatized no, about that. That's not real insecure, life. Um, not afraid to admit, I, I have watched Girlfriends in its entirety. Oh, wow. um, the oh, the finale. It was no finale, but that's a whole other thing. But a lot of I would say just R&B has been hitting more for me lately because I'm starting to listen to the lyrics. I'm starting to like, you know, mature emotionally as a as a man mm-hmm. and and. I'm talking to a lot of people about their relationships, situationships, this down the third, dating in your mid-20s, and what have you. And it's just, I don't know, R&B, I'll definitely take that over rap. I feel like sometimes a lot of the rap lyrics are unrealistic. That's yeah. what's dramatized, yeah, the rap unrealistic. lyrics. Yeah, unrealistic. Um, so, yeah, but that's my that's my two-piece on the R&B. I, um, I'm an R&B guy. I usually, like, like when it get cold outside, that's, like, the R&B time. Mm. I usually, like... <laughs> 
I usually split it in between like that and like the cuffing season. Yeah, it's really like the R and B or it's like the either like more like rapidy rap songs like the I get into like the Griselda's or mm-hmm. or I get into like the hood the hood rappers like mm-hmm. hurt love songs. Those are like my three vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. Rod like, Wave. Yeah, like lately like November I've been listening to a lot of Rod Wave. You feel me? Uh, Mafia by Rod Wave, great song. Me versus the World by Rod Wave on his new album, great song. Um, NBA Youngboy. Tell me on his uh, well you know he dropped a lot of music, so I can't say new album, but on real or two, great song. Um, but I think December I'm gonna focus more on the R&B side of that bag, and then like cause I haven't listened to the Division album probably more than like twice. Yeah, I don't like that type. Of, I don't like Division's type of R&B though. Yeah, it's not for me. But I do agree. I'm using the feelings. Probably my favorite R&B album of the year drop. Cause like for us again, all that. Maybe I need to hear it again. Maybe Wait. I need to be faded. I don't know. I think the first song I heard off that album was his joint with Snow Allegra, mm. the sample. Mm-hmm. And then the joint he had with Future, mm-hmm. you no know, crying in the club. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that, I was like, "Yo, this is this is crazy." Like I had to listen to that. I was at my internship on lunch. I went over my lunch break. Screw lunch. You know, I I get back what I get back. I sat in the whip and listened to that at least eight times. Wow. That joint had, yeah. And then to go back and like listen to the full album and the extendo clip, that, that's one of them yeah, ones. No. New album isn't as, as good as that one to me, but it, it's, it's still very Wait, quality. so the new album's not amusing my... Oh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll go back and listen to amusing my feelings. Amusing my feelings is yeah. 2020, okay. I think. Because the new album, I'm not rocking. Yeah, because it was the extendo, um, so mm-hmm. I think it transferred to your. But working on my karma, I think is the is the current one. Yeah, that's the yeah. new one. But division was one of my uh, pandemic finds. I know they were out before that, but like I wasn't hip. And I went through their whole catalog. And great guy, amazing. Yeah, Vo- vocally, I think division was well, the singer of division because it's a group. I don't. Uh, some people don't know, but yeah, they're a group. The singer, I think his name is Daniel. Vocally, I think, is one of the more talented vocalists in today's day and age. I will. I just forgot to mention. So Anderson Pack has a song. I mean, I guess it's a group. No wor- no, no worries. I think that's the name of the group. But he has it's a song. In, uh, knowledge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they got this song that got out with. Um, the, next, the, next the song dropped. Yeah. D- okay. uh, you haven't heard? You haven't it's a new one, though, right? It's a new song? Yeah. Okay. It's him and her. Mm. Yeah, that dream is fire. I saw like the I guess teaser for it. Yeah, I didn't know when it came out. Oh yeah, that and the video fire too. Like I've been spinning that a lot. Yeah, and yeah, NX words. Oh, yeah, no. but it's him and knowledge. Yeah, I gotta bump that. Okay, um, transition from music. We have one the song. We were doing questions of the day. Um, do y'all want to start with like the most toxic question we're here? Mm. Or do y'all want to start? End it on the end on the banger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it is December. New Year is upon us quicker than we know. 2023 will be here. So um, the question is, what's your favorite memory of the year? Um, I'm kind of split between two. One is my trip to Chicago during October. Uh, just because like the the like vibe and like architecture of Chicago is beautiful. It's just like very different. It's just like it's like big city. Like it's like a neat big city. It's like there's a beautiful river going through the middle. Like I would I would genuinely walk through Chicago all day if I could. Like it, during the daytime, sun out. I can only imagine when it's warm outside. People walking dog. Like I would just literally just walk through Chicago any time of the year. Um, granted, I was like strictly downtown Chicago like you know I didn't go to where you know where the shooters at and I wasn't on that part I wasn't on that side on 63rd yeah I wasn't on old block and I, <laughs> yeah. but um beautiful city um and then in terms of just like shenanigans that occurred um when I went to AGP 
in June. And like that whole week, it was like AGP. And then my birthday was like when I got back from AGP. So. You got another three surprise parties. Surprise yeah, birthday. Man. First surprise party ever. I'm glad my friends actually listened to me. Because like they was asking me like, March, what do you want to do for your birthday? Well, you know, Niall has never had a surprise birthday okay, party. Okay, so, uh, okay know, yeah, that's dope. It would be nice. But I was still genuinely surprised. So um, just the shenanigans of AGP and um, the Greek culture just all in one place and people just going just full out like did not really care what was going mm. on like they were in the moment like didn't care about any repercussions any video did not care mm. you know what I'm saying it's not the time for that yeah no so um I think those two were my favorite that's what's up that's what's up that's what's up mine's actually ties back into music um I have been musically concert wise mm-hmm. festival wise this has been my best year yet um I've been to the Roots Festival. Mm. I've been to something in the Capitol. No, I will not name that something (laughs) in the water. Um, Something in the Capitol. Um, I've been to, I've seen my favorite artist twice this year. One time for free, Wale. Mm. Uh, Shout out to Wale. That dude is- Saw him at Broccoli City, great time. Severely underrated. Um, Saw Gunna too, the day before he got locked. Yeah, Mm. musically. I seen Blast in concert. I think overall I've been to four individual concerts this year, two festivals. I feel like I'm missing some, but yeah, musically it's been great. If I had to pick, I recently went on a work trip uh, to Puerto Rico um, in the wake of their devastating storm. Um, I will say I am a little disappointed that we didn't get to do as much humanitarian work as I would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hoping they would have shifted away from, you know, typical uh, conference things to actually being out, getting in the community and being able to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it being in San Juan, it wasn't, everything was still up and running there. So I didn't see any of the downtrodden areas. Uh, so I will say that that was a regret, but of course I was there for work. I'd be remiss. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't out there playing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the clubs, no, the clubs were just great. Um, and I don't even mean playing on long wild stuff, but the clubs out there were really just great. Uh, the vibes, nothing but Spanish music. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. And we were, we stayed in an Airbnb, literally five minute walk from a strip of clubs. Oh. And they were jumping from club to club to club. Everything was free. There were no sections. Mm. This wasn't your, your DC America, everything, you know, bottles and hookah. This was not that. Everybody was on the dance floor. Everybody was dancing. It was a beautiful thing. That sounded like my type of vibe. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really refreshing to experience. Section culture is. It's, ah, but um, yeah. So I would say those have been my. I know one is a culminating thing, but two of the things that I really enjoyed this year. Mm. I do want to ask: Would you go to like a big, big festival like Coachella, World and Out? I would. Um, I definitely would. There is definitely a, a big difference in an individual concert as opposed to a festival. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, I would say I prefer the individual concert, mm-hmm. but festivals definitely have their perks. Uh, I got to see one of my favorites, Snow Allegra, at something in the Capitol. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, I would go to Coachella. Uh, there's also uh, before I end there's also another one I think they've been doing I will go to this before I went to Coachella this one isn't as big as Coachella 
but Lovers and Friends is mm-hmm. a is a concert, a, a festival. I think they recently been doing in Cali. Yeah, straight R and B artists, yeah. old from yesterday and today, smooth on ninety six point five type. Damn, yeah. you got the voice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, tuned in. You R and B dude for real. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yes, Coachella and Rolling Loud will probably be the one that I actually do hit. Mm. Huh? Yeah, so I'm gonna give you three. Okay. If, if you if that's high, hey, real hey, fast. Because I'm trying. I'm like, dang, 2022, 2021. They all kind of running together. And so I would say, um, Miss Morale and the Big Steppers that concert. Mm. Yeah, it was it was really dope. Uh, family ties are probably wild. Yeah, that was a really dope concert. Um, housewarming. I bought a home, so that, like having a housewarming was really cool, and everybody pulling up, like even the old friends. And then, um, shout out to those crabs. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Touch you had a. Did you you eat crab? Oh yeah, seven five. Yeah. But you you had an eight. No, I don't. I think I ate anything like that. I may ate like one. Like but that. do you eat them? Full crab, not all the time though. I don't uh, like open them, but okay. Nah, yeah. Know. So Just that was bit. cool. And then um, this job at VCU, honestly, like uh not just because i went here but more so because like um and i don't hope nobody but like when i was i had a job at duke prior to this and it's cool but i like it was it was a hard it's one of those things where i was stretched and i was stretched and i learned a lot but man when you talk about like Ooh, it was a challenge mm. and so to come home at vcu and things are just different and i'm able to learn and just kind of be in a good environment around like people that like you know professional development is big at vcu and so just being here and kind of being back tied to that mission and doing things in richmond that was big for me um so i would say yeah those i might add an honorable mention um i mentor these kids at armstrong high school and just like being able to see them graduate and go on them to the different trips we went to and speaking at their ceremony, that was real big for me. Tough. That's really tough. Wow. Honorable man. Mr. Yeah. Morale again in the flesh, <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> Always here, man. Um, now, I mentioned some traveling. I'm only mentioned some traveling. Um, next year, um, I'm sure we're going to do more travels, you know, more adventures are going to be ahead. Um, I personally, next year, I want to go overseas. I finally got my passport. So I want to take two trips. I'm going to go to London. Um, I have a friend in London. Well, Europe in general. But I have a friend in London that I want to go visit. And then my best friend lives in Italy. She plays basketball over there. So um, kind of want to make that like a maybe like a week trip, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a nice little London, take a train to Italy. Italy like the fashion capital type, you know. So getting your bag yeah and i get into my bag for sure okay. um i got some bread on me you know, okay, i know okay. the designer over there is crazy oh I'm, i forgot to mention that in chicago i have never seen more like white people like drip down like really like i would have stole out their fit straight off their body like chicago low-key is a fashion capital um, yeah like the one of the fashion capitals. i've seen i've seen this white woman because we was like they had like this like district where it's like like michigan or something like that it's like all the design stores and like you know me i just went to the burberry store just to look you know me wasn't gonna buy nothing um and this white lady she had like a vest she had like some like a black vest and like gucci hoodie and it was like regular black pants with like gucci shoes prada glasses like a gold yard bag i was like okay she's just living a different life clearly um but yeah i want to go to london and italy in a europe trip and then i want to be on some type of island clear water you know 
catch a little beach pics. You feel me? Maybe get a little uh, what is it? A uh, parrot on my arm, something like that. You know, you know how they be doing the vacay pics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, drink out the coconut. You know all that. I've never been a, on the beach. I got you. Feet in the water. So those That's are my two trips. Thing. I want to at least do next year. That is a beautiful thing. Um, to be honest, um. But the way I'm kind of envisioning envisioning things, uh, I really think I'm going to have to be locked down these next two years um, in terms of my focus on my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if traveling will necessarily be forefront on the agenda. There's a couple of trips that uh, have been brought to the planning table in a couple of group chats I'm in. If um, any of those come to fruition, that'll be great. I know Cabo was one that was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe... Aruba was another one that mentioned. Mm. If I'm in a position, God willing, uh, to be able to attend those, those would be beautiful things. Islands are my thing. I will go to an island five times over before I go to Europe or Germany or Japan or anything. But that's just me. Mm. I, I love the heat. Um, but no, I have three homeboys who are set to get married next year. Oh, wow. Um, you got three weddings to go to? Potentially. That's beautiful. Sheesh. Potentially. And and with me potentially relocating, um, traveling to those will also, that'll that'll be great. That'll be great to see the high school. I know we talked about friends separating, but these are all three guys that I went to high school with. Mm. Um, the twins, Terry and Terry. Yeah, two I was about them. to say, yeah. Yeah, so. They're both getting married. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And Terry's actually, yeah, Terry's getting married pretty soon. Mm. So yeah, that'll be a beautiful thing to be able to see that. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's what I would say. I'm looking forward to nothing that I've just kind of my own independent planning. Mm-hmm. Um, if I am able to hopefully relocate where I want to, uh, the only other spot that I may mention domestically that I would take a trip to uh, would be New Orleans. I still want to get down to New Orleans um, and experience that culture, experience the food. Food is huge for me. Experience that Cajunness and that. You might go talk to the chef. Buy you, yeah, yeah. I might have to go um, talk to uh, Chef Papadou. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, those are those are a couple of things I potentially have on the planning board. So for uh, the listeners, if y'all like, I don't know age y'all are. I don't know. I don't know who now who be listening. But weddings are a vibe. So y'all know weddings is so amazing. So when it's when y'all friends start getting married, definitely go. Uh, for me, I think domestically, I want to go to Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about it from some of my um, uh, coworkers of a different skin tone. They have said that there's a lot of great things to do out there. So I want to go to Asheville. Um, internationally, I want to go to Toronto next year. I hope. That Drake does OVO Fest. OVO. Um, so if he does OVO Fest, I definitely want to do that. Um, and really, I think that's it, man. Uh, Asheville and then Toronto, honestly. Toronto is great. Um, one of my best friends, dad, is from Asheville. Always talks about it. So I'm sure that'd be great as well. Toronto. Yeah, I got to get to Canada. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a great one. Um, now. Also cold up there. Yeah. But I'm. Uh, OEO Fest is in the summer and it's like right around uh, Carabana. Uh-oh. 
Or mm. I think it's carnival. One of the two of those. But Ooh, yeah. Carnival is something I want to experience in my life. Yeah. I'm just put that on the table. Yeah. Carnival. Do you that, have to dress up if you go to carnival? I don't think the men do. I don't know. Though. I don't know, but I will figure out the stipulations <laughs> in order to <laughs> attend that. Because that seems just crazy. That yeah. seems like just so much good energy. And it may not be back to my roots, mm. but for them to live out their roots and enjoy it so much. That seems like a great thing. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Next five years. Five years. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, last question. <clears throat> this is a. Uh, we always do a little relationship talk, little, yeah. little talk. You know, try to put people on game here at Every Nerd Podcast. Now, my question for y'all fellas. I feel y'all are very wise gentlemen. You for me, y'all. Y'all have seen a lot out here in the world, um, as have I. My question is, what do y'all think is the best, the biggest misconception women have about men? Now, for me personally, um, I feel like sometimes women just assume things, which is like, granted, you've encountered men as well. A lot of men are the same. Don't get me wrong. Men are men at the end of the day. I mean, they all maneuver a certain way, all want certain things. But I just feel like sometimes women don't give the new person they're encountering a clean slate. So I feel like that's something that we always have to fight against, um, which is tiring. Like when you see certain messages come across your phone, you know this is not because of you, it's because of somebody else. You know what I'm saying? That's always frustrating for me personally. It's like, I get it. You trying to protect yourself, but like, I'm not him. I didn't, I don't even know who he is. You mm-hmm. feel me? So I feel like that's one of the biggest things that kind of we have to deal with in terms of women just coming into talking to men. That's one of the things they feel like. Mm-hmm. They know us already when we're completely different people. So what do y'all, what do y'all think some of the biggest misconceptions are? Whew. I mean, I know we didn't have this whole R&B kick, but I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that men don't have feelings. Like, mm. yes, of course you got some, you got some dogs out there. You got some women that are dogs. That's just the name of the game. But Miss Lady, I, I, I'm sorry to tell you the same way. A lot of times you running back to your your group chat or running back telling your friends about this, that, and the third. Guys, we talk to our men's about different situations. You know, was I right here? Was I wrong there? You know, you know, have you been through a similar situation? Like we 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 really internalize things. And I and I've in the past I've been described as a very nonchalant guy. Me too. I get that. You know. Do you I like mean, that, I, do you like that label? No, I don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't say I wear my heart on my sleeve majority of the time. I'm also a Scorpio man. We have a, a, a sense of mysteriousness about us. Um, but I internalize a lot of these feelings. Now, in order to grow in a relationship, I have learned, you know, that you, you have to start expressing things. You have to communicate. Communication is probably the biggest downfall of a lot of relationships, marriages outside of maybe money. Um, so, yeah, I... Just because I may not show it to you, and that is if I admit something I could work on, because ultimately you're the person who needs to receive, you know, my feelings. Yes. These feelings aren't from my homeboys. I'm just discussing them with them. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately you, the young lady that I'm, you know, talking to, what have you, she's the person that needs to experience the feelings so I can do a better job of conveying those feelings to her. But I never want women to think that most men or all men they just they're brick walls they don't care they don't give a damn they're just 
heartless human beings. We feel not gonna say the same as y'all. I would be Kevin if I said that. But <laughs> we definitely have our feelings towards a lot of interactions that happen with women. So that would that would be my piece. Yeah, I think y'all both kind of said what I was going to say, especially now. Like, um, So I'm going to take it a different angle, okay. if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, so I think for me, um, when I think about... And I think it's more so about relationships and not about men. Mm-hmm. I think it's twofold. For one, they, I just don't like the fact, like, especially when we come to like maybe a point in a relationship where there may be a break or a fissure, mm-hmm. they don't often, they want us to take accountability for our actions, but we'll never look in the mirror and say, well, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't like that. Like, yo, you play it, take two to tango. Yeah. And so, it wasn't me just not want. It was something that you may have not done. So I need you to take accountability on that. And then the other thing is um, kind of to Jamal's point a little bit, not more so because I agree with him on the feelings piece, but also we want to be courted too. like, bro, mm-hmm. I want you to I, I bought you some tickets to the Bulls game because I know it's your favorite team. Yeah. Like y'all, we buy y'all things. You want to be taken out and dated okay we might not need you to take us out but we want to feel like you want us like we want to be booked too because it ain't you know as my man drizzy said girl you ain't the only one trying to be the only one like you know yeah so like turn it up for me without me having to ask and vice versa and because i think a lot of times that they forget the same work that you want me to put in for you mm-hmm. you get you kind of got to do a little bit of that for me too okay so yeah i um i agree on your first point in terms of accountability and it kind of connects with jamal so i feel like sometimes they don't take accountability simply because they feel like we don't care like i don't have to like like you could act woman could ask you to do something and you be like okay yeah i'll try to fix this that and the third and then you'll ask her and she'll say nothing and like she'll look at you like crazy like i'm expecting you to say something but it's like she thinks so jamal points like you, we're not thinking about that. We're not thinking about what she can do for me. What, how can she make me feel quartered and stuff like that? So I agree with all those points. It's like, I feel like that, those two connect in the sense that like, you just don't think that we were just too nonchalant in certain instances that you think even like in a romantic level, we don't care also. Yeah, and especially like you gotta think like, I'm Mr. Moraz, Jamal would say, right? And so for me, a lot of times I'm invested, mm-hmm. but like, yo, you still gotta do work. Like yeah. this ain't, you gonna do your part I know you want me to Answer the phone Do that Do that What are you doing And so Yeah um, Cause we definitely Still have feelings And feel away Yeah And I would say Definitely for me um, It don't even have to be much Most of the time Like a, a little bit When a woman is doing A little bit For a man Or for me It goes a long way Man It goes a long way I still Because I have been courted I, I am fortunate to say I have been courted mm-hmm. um, and had a healthy situation in that regard. And to this day, I still remember vividly, even if even if the the the, the actual act or gift didn't make it to me, people say the thought count like it's the thought that matters. No, it really does. It really does. Um, I had one situation, like you mentioned, Bulls tickets. She bought me Lakers tickets. I'm a Lakers fan. She bought me Lakers tickets. 
unfortunately, we weren't able to go because the NBA season got canceled mm. for mm-hmm. COVID mm. a week before we were set to go. Mm. But it's like, I still remember that. Yeah, like, like you put in effort. You have a Yeah, thoughtful. that was extremely You bought thoughtful. me Lakers tickets? Like, yeah. You want me to, you want me to uh, I can't say what I was going to say, but. Uh, he PG bought 13. me some Lakers tickets. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, I might forgive him, forgive him, forgive yeah. him. But yeah, so like, I just, if, if women are listening to this podcast, we're not saying I need you to go out here and ultimately as a man, I want to be able to provide for you mm-hmm. more than I, I I want or need you to provide for me. But the smallest things or mid-size, you know, and even if you do do a grand gesture, you know, I I, I appreciate that tenfold. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's something I try to tell all like my women friends, like, what can you do for me? I'm like, I'm telling you, just like take something out of his like, if you want to do something like not grand, take something out of his day to day. Just like take it out of his like have to make do. it easy right just like make his data like i'm telling you if you just like pay for a meal on a random wednesday he will remember that for the next like two weeks yeah he will remember that for the next two weeks and appreciate you even more and he might take a step further further and return the favor in a bigger gesture because he's supposed to be the provider or something like that yeah That's what i tell him i think even to sum up my question is almost i mean my answer in a better way like get to know us too yeah because it's always us getting to know you and you think like and granted you are the prize and we're both the prize but get to know us too like know what we about like yo i i know you really like r&b jamal so i really bought you a couple of albums this is actually a great whoa whoa um, I sounded, I, no that voice but, i just put on <laughs> pause um i posted this thing on instagram yesterday um the premise behind it was as a man you have to identify the type of man you want to be before you're out here trying to court or looking to have dealings with a woman Mm -hmm. because if you don't know the type of man you want to be and i'm talking morals um what you stand for the type of life you want to live um how you can be of an asset in a relationship if you don't identify those things as a man and internalize that and know that through and through then you're going to be out here trying to attract the wrong women and i i seen that and at first i was like hmm, i mean i know I, I know what type of guy i am you know what i'm saying I, right like, like, come on I've, I've been living with myself for, for 26 years i know who i am yeah but then it's like okay wow no back to my my, my grown piece like i know you say you don't want to be grown but being a man yeah like being mature a man i'm yeah. mature and and knowing truly the facets of myself i, I really implore guys to do that because number one i think it'll save them a lot of time in their dating searches mm-hmm. um but also that is just a good foundational piece women aside just to have as a, a being yeah. as, as a male a male species so that that was that was really good to see um on Instagram, that was, that, was, that was a great post. And then the other misconception I want to touch on is that, like, yo, we want our toes rubbed sometimes. Like, nah, <laughs> all I'm right, faking, nah, all right. <laughs> um, but I do agree with that point, Jamal. Since it's like, if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want to attract. Mm. And it's like, and it's also like, if you do like, if you do know what you want to attract, but you don't know who you are, when you meet her, now you she's like confused. And like rightfully so it's no longer like she's accusing you of something and it's like nah but like i know this that and there's like no you don't really know who you are either and she mm-hmm. sees it 
mm-hmm. she can see right like women have a good thing of like just saying right through men mm-hmm. for the most part so it's like if you don't know who you are she can see through that and now you're wasting her time which is another wasting her time and if things continue along that path if you don't know who you are you will lose yourself yeah facts you will lose the 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 foundation the essence of yourself if you don't already come into that situation knowing who you are it would be easy to to get too wrapped up into it and that goes both ways to get too wrapped into it and now you're just on this roller coaster of senselessness and i and i think that's definitely another pod but what you were speaking to jamal is just a sense of identity and a, a lot of times it takes a while for us to if you, the sooner you can find it the better but that takes a while to kind of Really understand yourself and have a full sense of identity and be your full self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot. I think identity also plays a part into like I guess communication. Cause I feel like a lot of time, if you're like unsure yourself, you won't like communicate simple things to a woman. Like if you feel a certain way, I feel like you know your identity. You know that's like eh, I'm not feeling her because of this, because of who I am. Whereas if you don't know yourself, you can't. You don't know, so like you don't even want to tell her. Yeah, like, okay. can't pinpoint it. Yeah, so now it's like I have nothing to tell you. So now you're kind of just like lingering, lingering. Let her feelings just linger, and then that's when you know all the toxic stuff and all that comes yeah. in. Just sad, you know. Toxic culture, right? <sighs> yes, 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 yes. Ooh. Um, but I think that's really all the questions we have for today. Any last words for the pod? Thank you for joining, fellas. It's been a great pod. And I just appreciate you, you know, having us, having me, and having us on here, man. I appreciate it. Definitely, I appreciate the invitation. Uh, we're really mic'd up. Like this is man, official. What? Like the setup. This is tough. This is all Rob doing. And don't rush to grow up. That's our last word. Don't rush to grow up, man. Take your time. Learn the lessons and be a kid, bro. Yeah, be a kid, be man, a kid, bro. And to Jamal's point. I definitely want to mature. I just don't ever want to. I still want to have my youthfulness. Oh, of course. Oh, um, of course. Of course. I know yeah. I said all that, but man, I still, yeah. 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 Those are my last words. That's going to keep you looking, y'all. Again, shout out to Now for having having me on the pod and also graduating. I want to congratulate him one more time Thank on you. that. Appreciate it. That was a huge ordeal. And um, if y'all hear this, y'all see him, please wish him the best of luck on his next endeavor. Appreciate it. Thank you. Wise words, Jamal. One thing I forgot to mention, we used to talk about that transition. Network, network, network. Mm. That's going to be very important. It's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. I think it's both. Well. But yeah, yeah, but uh, network for sure. I agree. Networking is easier than you think too. Just go talk to people. You'd be surprised. Like I said, the age group difference, I've, I've learned that. Older people, they want to talk. They want to share their knowledge. You can ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. They're deaf. So I can't move on my ground I remember